Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, I wanted to uh, share with you, happy July 4th. Today is July 4th, 2020. I want to share with you uh, a happy America's birthday. Uh, there's been some interesting discussions we've been having on the Chris Voss Show. Uh, we've talked a lot about uh, uh, Americans' perception of manifest destiny, uh, a lot of things about the Black Lives uh, Movement, things about uh, issues about racism, voting, um, and a dearth of other social issues that we find before ourselves uh, in this upcoming election, in the news, in the presidency, the stands of force with Donald Trump, um, and everything else. Uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I've been talking about for a long time that I understood, uh, Full disclosure, I should probably say, and and this is part of the journey of Donald Trump that involves me personally. Uh, I was a up and coming young man and read his book in 1986 and and bought the Kool Aid like everybody else that he was this great figure and blah 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 and a god of business and all of the PR that has come out of the art of the deal. Uh, I believed a lot of it. In fact, I you know I grew up in the age of uh, I Ivan Bioski, if you're not familiar with it. It was uh, made famous in uh, the Wall Street movie uh, "Greed Is Good" by Michael, uh, uh, who's the actor. But a lot of people don't realize that that quote, that speech, or portions of that speech uh, that were given in the movie Wall Street were actually from Ivan Bioski's speech, I believe, to a university or some uh, board of directors, or some investors, or something. Um, and it it really embodied the sea change of what happened to our country. When you really look back on it, you understood how Wall Street rose over the American worker and threw the American worker under the bus. In the 80s is when we saw the rise of junk bonds, when we saw the rise of acquisitions, we saw the rise of Wall Street having this exceptionalism uh, to where you could actually get your stock to rise if you laid off tens of thousands of employees. Uh, became a course where managers started overpaying themselves when they were, and everything else. Uh, in, I believe it was 1989, I think it was, um, or the early 90s, uh, New York hit its crash. And I remember reading Donald Trump's books, which have since been pulled from publication. I wish I'd kept my copy, uh, about how he survived the recession. And in it, he openly talked about how he basically went to the banks and said, fuck you, I either file bankruptcy or you negotiate your debt. Uh, you know, the classic Trump stuff. Uh, and that's when the crack started with Donald Trump, where I started to see what was going on. For all of my life, I followed Donald Trump. I had no idea who would ever be president. He would joke about it going all the way back to the 80s. Um, and I would follow him, just like I followed a lot of different leaders in Forbes magazine and Fortune and and a lot of the business things that I would do. I would track different leaders and see what they did. Jack Jack Welch of, of uh, oh, was it uh, GE? Uh, a lot of different leaders. I, I watched them, uh, tried to emulate what was good about them and, and their failures. So for me, uh, knowing Trump has been a con artist uh, and and a bit of a cheat, has uh, I've known for quite some time, since the early 90s. Um, I, I watched uh, you know his ripping off of people for condos. Uh, the, the discussions of his mob ties. Um, you know, in the nineties, you couldn't pour, <laughs> you couldn't pour an ounce of cement without paying off the mob. So you had to do business with the mob. Um, 
And if you don't believe me, I mean, you can go read this. This is factual information. And, and if you remember, what was it? Uh, uh, the Teflon Don was still very much alive. The mob was in the nineties and early two thousands. Um, so anyway, I, I watched all of his scams and I watched his Trump casinos, uh, go into the toilet. I watched the junk bond, uh, stock fund that he made, uh, and that his children and him controlled and literally ran in the ground. I think it was three to four bankruptcies before finally <laughs> the investors revolted and threw him and his family off of the thing. I think they had to go through judges and everything to get, get them off because they just kept bankrupting the companies and just bleeding them dry. Uh, so I, when Trump came along, I had a pretty good knowledge of what sort of con man he was in his family, his little crime family. I'd been watching them since 1986. Um, I'm familiar with people like Donald Trump. I'm familiar with malignant narcissism. I've actually had two as friends, um, two that were pathological liars that stacked cards so deep that they couldn't find their way back to the truth if you put a gun into their head. In fact, uh, a lot of the, <laughs> on all three of them, Trump and whatever, if you put a gun against their head, they probably couldn't speak a, a moment of truth. Um, and um, because everything is built upon a lie, upon another lie, upon another lie, upon another lie. And so this was the journey that I've had with Trump long before he became president. And, of course, when he came down with his racial uh, comments about Mexicans and started playing that whole card, uh, exposing, you know, his upbringing with his father's KKK um, upbringing, uh, you know, they were sued by the Justice Department, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's my experience. I've gone from being a Trump uh, kind of loyalist or, you know, per, someone to put him on a pedestal in 1986 to someone who saw through his bullshit. Um, and all of my life I've struggled with people who believe things that on the face of it are so inaccurate, so untrue, but people want to believe so badly. Uh, I grew up in a cult. Uh, I, from a very early age, I knew it was bullshit. Nothing would make sense. I'd ask questions and nothing could connect the dots. You know, I'd be like, well, this thing over here doesn't logically match with this. Well, you have to have faith and shut up, just believe. And I'd be like, no, I mean, seriously, like, why doesn't this logically connect to that? Those don't can, this is a, and, 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 you know, I would just piss people off with my, <laughs> and I'd just be like, I, I, I can see what's going on here. I mean, somehow, I don't know why. But somehow I just very early on understood the motivation of a man um, and his ability to go, hey, I need to make some cash and how can I control other people? Um, I don't know what came out of that. I don't know why I was born with that. I just, from a very early age, had a problem with authority. Um, and I would look at manipulation. I would look at, I would look at what goes into it. And... It, it became a study of mine, not as a professional a thing. I probably, maybe I should have went into psychiatry. Of course, most people who do are trying to solve their own problems. Maybe I should have, maybe I should have gone into psychology. But, uh, um, so anyway, I've always had the study of why people believe what they do, why they hold to it, even in the face of, of the most obvious evidence that's untrue. So this weekend I got a chance to watch the movie uh, Unfit. It's a documentary film uh, with mental health experts on the behavior, stability, and condition of Donald Trump. Uh, if you 
listening to this uh, podcast, uh, I think it's the 4th, the 5th, and the 6th, you can get it for 6 bucks on Vimeo. Uh, if you just uh, pound hashtag uh, unfit, you can probably find a link to it, and we'll put a link on the thing on the Chris Foss Show. I, I really encourage everyone to go watch this movie and go see this movie. Go see what it's about because we we are in a crisis in this country of – uh, just incredible proportions. If you're someone who's watching the president lie to you directly and you're going, I know he's lying to the me. Um, uh, and you know, things are not going good. You're living in a bit of a world of a nightmare right now. Um, I've had friends that were pathological liars like Donald Trump, everything out of their mouth was a lie. And I had to keep reminding myself constantly that I love my friend and he has a mental condition and I'm going to just smile when he lies, and I'm going to go, okay, all right, yeah, okay, you believe that. As long as the lies don't ever affect me, that's fine. But, you know, I, I would just, like, look at him and go, okay, you, you have an issue. I don't believe your lies, no matter how many often times you tell them to me. Um, but it was it was really hard to maintain. It was really hard to deal with. And finally, you had to cut those people off because they were toxic. And usually, behind your back, they were telling lies and doing whatever. You know, their whole lie, their whole life is just the spin of lies, and that's why they repeat them so often. That's one of the things you can always tell. So anyway, I got a chance to watch the Unfit movie, and I want to tell you what I think about it. I thought it was a great documentary film. It had some of my uh, people that I've. Um, Really been interested in watching Malcolm Nance, uh, who uh, appears on MB MSNBC a lot. He's a very strategic, uh, brilliant, logical thinker. Uh, works in I I believe he's either done the CIA or um, U.S. intelligence. Uh, Thirty six years in expert terrorist strategy, tactics, ideology, torture, Russian cyber. Uh, he's also a bestseller. Um, there were some of the other gentlemen that were on there. Uh, that you can take and uh, read about. Of course, there's uh, George Conway, who I just is in a, is in an odd place because his wife works with the president. Um, any more interesting, his daughter recently came out on TikTok and social media, and Instagram, and uh, started uh, supporting his side of the family, I suppose, and uh, calling out Trump. Um, in fact, he just had to put out a tweet saying. Members of the press, you do not have my permission to contact my underage daughter, which, I, you know, is appropriate. Um, but, uh, uh, and I forget, there's Bill, is it Bill Crystal? Uh, Bill, I'm, I'm thinking, I believe he runs the Bulwark. Uh, but he's also in the, in the show as well with a number of other psychologists. I've been talking about this since Trump, before Trump was elected. You can actually go back and you can see details of it across all my Facebook, calling him out, screaming at the top of my lungs. Um, I've seen the rise of fascism. This is what he is. I watch democracies fall. Uh, it's just one of the things I've always tracked. And, and Donald Trump was the beginning of that. And when he was elected, I sat down with everything that had gone on and went, why? Did this happen, as, as a lot of people did? And they they do a great job in the video of detailing everything that I've learned in the past, well, four years, when you really count the one-year lead-up to Trump. And we are in a very dangerous position in this country of losing it to fascism, authoritarianism, 
uh, to him dividing us into a civil war. I mean, that's what he's setting up right now. If he loses the election, um, the hope is, is that he will, um, hopefully resign like president Johnson did from running for reelection. We still got another two months. There's, I got a 60, 40 bet on it. Um, so does, uh, James Carville. Um, but you know, these guys don't quit. And, and the one thing, uh, you know, they talk about this in the movie. The one thing the founders of our country did not foresee is the legislative body and the judicial body would fail us, which they largely have. The SCOTUS is, uh, I've held about 50, 50 and the legislative branch is, uh, uh, from the Republicans has failed us. They have not stood up to him. They have fallen right in line with him. Um, so I encourage everyone to go watch the show. The show is a beautifully detailed map of how governments fall to fascism, how the rise of Mussolini, uh, Hitler. Uh, it talks about malignant narcissism. Um, the hardest part for a lot of people who haven't experienced a narcissist or a malignant narcissist in their world is understanding that someone can be so incapable of, of feeling, of empathy, of, of, of conscious, they, they just can't, they just can't understand it. It's, it's hard to fathom. And that's why it's so easy to gaslight us over it and lie to us directly and say, what you're seeing is what you're not believing. You know, it's the same thing that you're told in 1984 with George Orwell. It's the same principle. And it's hard for us to fathom that anybody could be that soulless uh, because we're not that way. For the most part, the human being, uh, human beings are not built that way. We have empathy as a natural function. You know, uh, Donald Trump's father was a monster. Was it racist? Uh, was a jerk? He was evil, and he taught uh, Trump well. Um, and uh, and Trump is a product of that. But Trump is also a product of the failings in our society. Um, it, it's interesting that he's also a product of the failures of of our country selling itself out to Wall Street in the eighties, which is kind of interesting because now. He rides into town and goes, hey, I'm the one to save you and fix this problem that I helped create in the 1980s. Um, and uh, and and really bring people out of the races, the, the closet for racism, for anti-PC. Uh, you know, it's it's there's a lot of people that just felt, OK, well, I have my closeted racist beliefs, but I'm going to be PC because that's what's kosher. And then when he came along and said, hey, everyone, come on out and and say anything you want the way you want to say it. He didn't appeal to our better, better angels. He appeared to most the most evil and darkest among us. And those of us who supported him and came out and said, that's my guy because I like to be able to say whatever I can say non-PC. I like to be able to say whatever hate and evil I can about another person. Uh, that's not a good place to be as a human being. I'm sorry, but if you think that way, you may want to double check that. So anyway, it's a great, beautiful movie. Uh, George Conway made me cry a couple times uh, in the middle when he talks about his mother and at the end. Um, and it's a very powerful movie that talks about where we're at in our time. Um, up until the coronavirus, you know, it 
a lot of it for a lot of people could be written off as a joke. Well, what harm's being done? Okay, he's a racist. Okay, he's a fascist. What, what harm's being done? No one's getting hurt here. You know, whatever. But now we have the coronavirus and people are dying. We're, we, If you look at the curve that we have, our curve is going up in the air. Our economy is being destroyed. And it will be destroyed even further, and it will be worse than anything we have ever seen if we don't fucking get under control. And this man is just still gaslighting us, still lying to us. He does not want to govern. He does not have policy. What he does want to do is rule. He wants to rule. He wants to be king. He wants to be King Dewey. He wants to be King of America. And he sees one of the things that they talk about in the film, which they, they illustrate really well. Um, those of us who studied history, who studied communism, the rise of communism, um, have seen all around the world, we're seeing the challenge and f- failings of capitalism. Uh, you're seeing in Duarte, in the... Uh, in Panama, you're seeing it, of course, in Russia. You saw that for quite some time with Putin. In fact, he just got, you know, voted to uh, remain president till what is it, 2036 or something? He'll be like 80 years old. I'm sure Trump is just sitting salivating. Trump loves strongmen. Erdogan, uh, I don't know if most people realize, but Turkey was a democracy. It was a healthy democracy. And it has been destroyed and turned into an autocracy of fascism by Erdogan. And people have gone in lockstep. The same thing is happening in Brazil. And they do a great job in the movie about detailing it, about showing it. Um, I was, I was, I was kind of hoping they would talk more about Stalin because Stalin was of the same sort of mindset. Um, and, um, and there you have it. And so these, these people are smart. I mean, they're smart and they're lazy. I mean, that's what Stalin was. That's what Hitler was. That's what Mussolini was. They don't have to be brilliant. They just have to know how to cut angles. You you know, they know how to sell something to people. So they find what your hot button is and they sell it to you. Um, and then they can manipulate you from there on out. So it's a very important film. I encourage everyone to sit down and watch it. Spend the six bucks. Sit down with your kids and watch it. Understand what's going on in America. Um, the one thing I, I pinged uh, all these gentlemen, Malcolm, Bill, and uh, George Conway is, and I'm probably going to do some Googling today, is searching at times that fascism got pushed back. Because what we have is we have we have – the Trump voters in our society that have let all their PC go, that have let all their racism come out, that have turned wearing masks, caring about the health of others into a selfish exercise of flagrance, um, and people will die. I mean, the, 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 the sad part about coronavirus is that it takes a while for it to get passed around and you probably can't trace it until after people die. If I run you down in my car because I'm drinking or I'm playing on my phone and commit vehicular manslaughter, you can directly say, well, Chris, you killed those people and you are legally liable for that and maybe criminal and might have to go to jail. Uh, unfortunately, with coronavirus, we don't have that. So we can have this dissonance of disconnect where people can be like, I do whatever I want and I can't see directly it hurting other people. And 
Um, the fact that at, at a cult level, these people can believe that is crazy. And then, of course, the demon, well, you're just a liberal. No, actually, I'm just someone who likes my health and really loves my parents and and my sisters who are in care centers. And I, I just want to see them live. I, I really would like to not have them die of a virus. I, I kind of kind of weird that way. I think that's just being a good human. Um, but to have this recklessness of political nature to be able to go, fuck it, I'm doing what I want. I don't care if I infect other people and you know, it's a hoax and they believe what dear leader tells them. So anyway, I wrote to, I, I tweeted back to George Conway and the others. And I said, you know, I would like to see a part two where, how do we get these people back? How do we get these people out of their bias? I mean, about the only thing that we've had that has kept me sane through this path. I mean, I can't, I, I think of what it's like to live in Maduro land in Venezuela or in the Philippines where you're trapped, where most people believe dear leader and you're like the one sane person in the crowd going, holy fucking shit. What do I fucking do with this? I'm the minority. Uh, the one thing we do have is that we're the majority and the Trump administration is already doing things to try and discourage African-Americans for showing up uh, to vote. They're trying to do everything they can to discourage things. They're, they're suing in states like Pennsylvania to discourage mail-in voting because they know they'll lose. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. In fact, uh, there was discussions today that Trump has a backup plan. I really think what he's trying to do is, is, um, a lot for a long time, they've been in this dream of, of a culture war, um, or a race war with white nationalists. Um, and with this Confederacy thing, I really think you would be willing to create a civil war just to disrupt this country and to maybe tear it away and become, try and become his own country. Um, so it's really important what we do as a majority, or I hope we're a majority of people. We definitely, there was a majority that voted for uh, Hillary Clinton. I'm not saying she was a great choice. Keep that in mind. Uh, I had to hold my nose on that one. I I dealt, you know, I I knew the Clintons in the 90s, not knew them, but, you know, I went through their presidency. I really didn't want to do that again. But, you know, there's there's always the lesser of two evils and the choice that you have to make because you have to look at who's the best person to take care of the Constitution. But he has torn the norms down our society, disrupted our laws, the rule of law, and everything else. Um, so I encourage you. Being July 4th, 2020, sit down and watch the movie Unfit. Sit down with a copy of the Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights, and everything else. I bought some and gave them away for Christmas uh, this last holiday. And for the very first time, I read the Declaration of Independence. It was an extraordinary document in a simplistic uh, speech that it's written in. It was designed that way on purpose. Um, but what it stands for and what it represents you know, I I want to get back to a you know people people are like, well, you just hate Trump voters, you just hate this. No, I don't. I don't hate Trump voters. I hate what they represent. I hate their what they are communicating with racism. I, I I I can't accept that. I mean, what am I supposed to do? You're a racist who hates and wants to destroy um, and subjugate a group of people that you think are less than you because of manifest destiny, your perception of manifest destiny in this country. Um, no, sorry. The, that doesn't, <laughs> you know, if, if I meet a Trump voter in the street 
I'm probably not going to get into it with you. I'm just going to look at you disgust and keep on moving. But if you fall down and you're hurt, I'll help you back up. If if you have a heart attack, I'll call 911. I'll uh, be as gracious and kind to you in the face of, of it as I possibly can. And I would like us to get back to that, not hating each other as people and seeing each other as all Americans and that we're all in this together and we have to lift each other up instead of this whole thing. But you can't do that when, when someone wants to destroy a group of people and they hate another group of people. Um, if you support racism, racism is something where you want to destroy other people. You want to subjugate them. You want them to be lesser than you. You, you want to, uh, Make them feel less of you. You want to subjugate them with laws and different orders, and and you feel that you uh, have a manifest destiny or some sort of elitism where you are better than them, and you deserve the better jobs. You deserve the better money, and everything that Donald Trump keeps promising you that he really hasn't delivered in the past three to four years, but you believe that he will. So anyway, I encourage everyone to watch the movie. Uh, it was an incredible movie. I loved it. It was moving. It was powerful. It was riveting. Uh, it kept me sucked in. Uh, it talked about all the different issues that I've been talking about for four years now. Um, and, you know, it, here's the thing, folks. I mean, maybe maybe you don't believe Trump is a racist. Maybe you don't believe Trump is this, that, or the other. Maybe you believe that he can deliver whatever he is and that he is the demagogue that he claims to be people are dying we are we're at a point where people are dying in this country and if you don't look at the charts and see that the infection is going up and the people around you are going to die whether you love them or whether they're your friends or whatever and you can't see how much that's going to destroy the economy in this country as we keep going back and down and into um uh, recessionary numbers. I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you you, you just got to wake up at this point. And if you don't, you're going to wake up with coronavirus. So whether or not you believe what this demagogue has sold you, whether you're one of these anti PC people, whether you're closet racist or an overt racist, um, and you just think it's funny to, to be as ugly, vicious and mean to, uh, other people, uh, because they're not Trumpers, um, at least look at it from a health aspect or from an economy aspect. I mean, anyone with a brain could look at what's going on and going, I don't understand how we're ever going to come back for this. We went through a crisis of economy in George Bush that crashed the economy because uh, all the laws were unregulated. It took us 10 years to claw back. But this is worse than what we went through back then. This is far worse. And the damage to what we're doing is is going to be far worse. And it's going to be ugly. And we're still in the honeymoon phases of it. I mean, we still haven't seen the bankruptcies. In July, this month, um, uh, unless they're extended, all the protections end for people to be kicked out of their homes. And the, the removal of people to be kicked out of their homes for being late on their payments is already happening. I have friends that are owed thousands of dollars and back um job uh, unemployment support that they're owed. They paid into the system, but the systems in the States that they live in are so fucked up, so behind, so overwhelmed, so broke. Uh, Florida just recently had to 
cancel some of its education programs because they can't afford all the unemployment benefits uh, that are being demanded by people. And so you have people that aren't getting their unemployment benefits, and we're two or three months in this thing now. Uh, what is it, March, April, May, June? Yeah, we're three months, three, almost four months into this thing. Um, anyway, I hope you'll sit down and watch this. I don't know how productive it's going to be to put this in front of Trump voters. Um, you know, I talked about earlier on in this program, um, one of the problems I had was people that can believe stuff beyond a reason, uh, beyond a reason of doubt, no matter how incredibly stupid, ignorant, fake lie it was, their penchant for needing to believe and hold on to that, um, is, is, is irremovable. I suppose they, they, they just cannot, uh, um, fall into it. It's just one of those things. If you've ever studied why people believe in, in conspiracy theories or why people believe in a religion or cults or all the different crazy shit, or, you know, believe in little green men on the moon. Uh, there's some people who are so horrified. They're so terrified of this world that they, that they, um, that they can't deal with, uh, the reality of it. And so they have to make up this things for figments. Um, when I was young and, High school, I read The Denial of Death, which deals with how we have trouble uh, with the fact that we may be insignificant. And so we search for meaning and make up meaning and adopt different things because we're looking for certainty and understanding and control and security and maintaining a positive self-image. Um, you know, it took me a while to get to the point of understanding why I had a fear of death, why I had a fear of dying or why I had a fear of what if this is all there is, this, what if this is as good as it gets and the journey of going, okay, well, I'm fine with that. Um, and it's okay to say you don't know, but you have to mentally get there. Um, we all like to bullshit ourselves that we're somehow omni important. Part of that falls into the relevant, relevant um, areas of the ego, the ego mind. If you've studied that, um, one of the great books to study that with is uh, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And he talks about the ego and how deceptively and evil and tricky it can be. So um, I encourage people to check that out. But I I got to a place in my life where I said, you know what? I, I'm okay with not knowing what happens beyond this. I'm okay with not knowing... Um, if, if it matters beyond this point, but what does matter is the here and now and what I do and how I behave. And it doesn't cause loss of morals. A lot of people think that, well, you have to raise children in religion if they're going to have morals and grow up to be decent people. That's actually not true. The opposite is true. Um, if you come at me and tell me you're uh, a highly religious person, I'll move my wallet to the pocket farthest away from you. Um, the, uh, and so, and so knowing, being able to be okay with, uh, you know, a lot of people say to me, what if you die and it's just a big black hole and you're just nothing? And I'm like, well, I won't know. And I can't change it either. Like, why would I drive myself fucking mad for 75 years? Now, I had to make a decision in my life that I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to try and lift other people up. I'm going to follow the golden rule, mainly because... You know, the reason you follow the golden rule is because if you want people to be good to you, you should probably be good to them. Kind of, you know, 
It's a whole karma pay it forward sort of thing. Um, it's not always going to be 100% things. You might with meet with misfortune, bad luck, or whatever, but imagining some sort of fabrication of liars or or tangent, especially one that uh, is constructed by man so that uh, they can earn income uh, off of selling your real estate in the fabrication of fiction. Uh, and certainly you won't be able to come back after you're dead and complain, be like, hey, that wasn't what you told me it was, damn it. And they know that. That's the beautiful part about that whole thing. If I sell you a product, I have to, I have to make a widget, uh, or if I sell you a service, I have to make an hour of my time and then give it to you. The great thing about religion is <laughs> I can promise you everything that you, I, you, you got 72 virgins and I don't know, a bunch of girls with big boobs and, uh, I don't know, playboy mansion and you're going to have uh, so much gold and money and, you know, but, uh, I need hard cash from you right now, but trust me, it's on the other side. Um, but being okay with that uh, actually makes my life more richer uh, because when I wake up every day, I realize how fragile this life is, how how fleeting it is. And that doesn't terrify me. Uh, that doesn't scare me. That makes me go, I need to hug my dogs a little bit closer. I need to hug my family a little bit closer. I need to appreciate people a whole lot more because I understand my fragility and their fragility. And that one day I can wake up and either them or me are gone. It's happened to me with my dogs. Uh, within 30 minutes, I went from this perfectly uh, secure sort of mindset, actually six years ago um, to uh, a day or two ago, um, my dog that I'd had for 15 years, my 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 kind of my oldest kid, if you will, um, that went into a seizure, which she'd been having and, uh, didn't come out after 30 or 40 minutes and she was still alive. And we, uh, had to, had to, uh, uh, take her to the vet and, and, and take her out of, uh, her misery. Um, and within 30 minutes, my life changed. I went from this uh, kind of utopian, sort of immortal sort of thing that my family was impervious and, you know, life was great. And within 30 minutes, she was gone and I had to come to grips with the fragility of life. Um, and so to me, it makes life more valuable because I realize the richness of the people around me, how fragile things are, how soon they can disappear. Um, I don't have to spend my whole life flagellating myself um, over, you know, am I sinning or am I doing this wrong? Because hopefully I can, I can satisfy the sadistic man in the sky. Um, and, and hopefully by flagellating myself in all sorts of different psychological and physical ways, I can, uh, make him approving so that I can get into his little heaven and not spend eternity in hell. Um, man's had over 3000 different gods. So there you have it. Anyway, I'm sorry. This kind of turned into a whole different discussion that isn't so much about, um, the movie unfit, but maybe it is actually when it comes down to it, because they talk a lot in the movie about why people believe what they do, why people aspire to, um, believe what they do and they do it so blindly and they give so much power to leaders that take them down that pathway. In fact, they do talk about it in the, in the, in the, uh, the psychology of the movie unfit as to why people follow these leaders, why people will kill and, 
damage and hurt other people in the name of the leader and the name of uh, prosperity for them over others because of a factor of survival. Anyway, guys, uh, those are some of my thoughts. I love the movie. I highly recommend it. I encourage you to take the movie, share it with friends. Uh, I encourage you to teach your children to vote. Uh, there was a great author that we had on uh, the Chris Voss show. We talked about voting. Um, I want you to understand something. You're not voting for Joe Biden. You're not voting for Donald Trump. You're voting for America. You've been given a right to vote that most people in the world, countries like China, um, which has the most people, so I think I can easily say that, would kill to be able to have the right to vote. Uh, a true vote, if you will, because you can vote in Russia. <laughs> um, but a true vote. And that's one of the most important things. You're voting for the Constitution. You're voting for America, this republic, this ideal that was instituted by men 240-some-odd years ago. Um, and we're seeing the failings of it now. We're seeing the failings of capitalism all around the world and we are failing as well. And so it's important that you protest. It's important that you educate others. It's important that you register to vote. And we have to have a landslide vote in this nation because, number one, this man is going to try and say it wasn't clear if it's close. Uh, even if it's far, he's going to fight us. But he has to see that we come together as a people, as Americans, as people who believe in the Constitution and the rights of everyone, not just certain people, um, that they have inalienable rights and that we reject the notion of a king. We reject the notion of fascism. We reject authoritarian rule. We reject demagogues because that is what they set out uh, to do with the Declaration of Independence. And w the movie talks uh, a lot about like I say, what I've talked about the last four years, we become spoiled and we think that we cannot fall. And that's the first step of failure that every democracy takes and makes. So um, it's time we take our country back and it's time we outvote um, Donald Trump and we vote for somebody who's going to be a caretaker of the Constitution, who's going to get us back to the norms, um, who's going to have empathy who's going to care about everyone in this country. I don't know about you, but but I I want Joe Biden to care about Trump supporters. I want him to help them get jobs. I want him to uh, help lift up those people. I want to be able to put my arms around uh, the people that I've been, had to unfriend and block for a long time and have them go, I'm sorry. I realize the folly of my ways, and I realize that racism is bad, that being anti-PC is bad, and that... I'm an American and I need to care about this country. I hope we can get back to that someday. But until we can have a leader who can set that tone, who can lead from that perspective and say, this is the way forward. One of the things I always study in leadership is what's the, the analogy of what's called the man on the white horse. The man on the white horse, you always see the generals, whoever's leading the army into battle, is the man on the white horse. And that perspective of leadership that principle, that responsibility is um, important in, in taking us into 
the modes of battle or the places that we need to go. It's the leadership position that we look up to and we go, there's the man on the white horse. We follow him where he goes. And, uh, the beauty of America is that it's been a four year stewardship of someone that we give the title of presidency to, to be the steward of the constitution, be the steward of what our perception is of America. And over time, We've argued about what that perception is of America, the meaning of what America is, and I will probably always still be arguing about it. I had a good friend who um, I've had a lot of conversations with about Trump, and he said, you know, one of my problems is I believe that, you know, everything's going liberal in this country and that we all have to think one certain way. That's not where things are going if you vote for Joe Biden. Um you can say he's old, but Joe Biden, if you actually listen to what he's saying, uh, he's doing what every president has done. He is vetting a vice president that if he were to falter in health or some other uh, calamity, there would be a vice president that would be competent and capable that could step in and take over the presidency. So um, those of you who are like going, well, I don't know about, you know, he's kind of old and it's out, blah, 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 you know, and Trump's not any better, if not far worse. But uh, I'm sure whatever vice president he's going to put in is going to be able to step in and run this country. But we need someone who believes in the ideal of America. We need someone who's a learner, someone who's empathetic, who cares, who cares about every American, who can bring us together and not divide us. And I think, I think you can look at Donald Trump and honestly say the man divides us. I mean, I don't know. One of my biggest problems is I see outside of the box. Uh, like I said, at the beginning, I grew up in a cult, so I, I could see outside the box and other people can't. And it's very hard for me because just like most people do, with the gaslighting of a narcissist, I sit there and go, I understand why you can't see what everyone else can see. Um, but it's like arguing with a blind person. They, they've lost their ability to see or turned off their eyes. Um, and, and they work from a see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil because it's safer where they're at. Um, and, and hopefully maybe that leadership position can go. There's some other podcasts that I want to do and some discussions that I had with people that are like, where do we go after Trump? Um, certainly we can have a president that brings us back together. I, I'd love to have a president that speaks to all Americans, that cares about all Americans. I'm not looking to have a liberal sort of, you know, you hear this crap that they put out, uh, some sort of liberal sort of way where I'm going to have – you know, whatever going on and you're under our rule now. And I don't want to live to where I'm trying to own Republicans or own conservator or um, uh, people who are conservatives in their interest. I'm looking to own you. I'm not going to sit around and jump around when Joe Biden gets elected and go, fuck you. We won. Fuck you. No, what I'm going to say is, you know what? America won because we're going to elect somebody who cares about everything. So that's what you have to look at. You may not like Joe Biden. Maybe you loved, uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren, who's a great candidate. Uh, maybe you liked uh, Bernie and stuff. But you're not voting for Joe Biden. You're not voting for Donald Trump. You're voting for America. You're voting for democracy. And the people who are going to take that democracy and keep it alive, the people who are going to hold that constitution, 
and make it worse, uh, better and not worse. Um, and if someone's a divider, if someone's turning you against other Americans, that person is not someone who's going to take and do that. And if you think that they're going to protect you in the end, they're not because you're just meat for their gristle. And, um, and it's just a matter of time they turn on you. I've seen it with all my narcissistic friends. Malignant narcissism is a sickness, and we have to realize what this man is about and what he's doing and how dangerous it is. So happy 4th of July. Sit down with uh, the Constitution. Sit down with the movie Unfit. Uh, give it a watch. It's a great six bucks. It's an hour and a half of your time, and it's not much to ask of you uh, to save the rule of law and the way things work in this country, because right now the rule of law and everything the Constitution stood for is being upended and um, destroyed, and things will just get worse until then. Um, so anyway, uh, I hope all of you stay well, wear your masks, stay healthy, educate your friends, register to vote. Today's also a good day uh, after you watch the movie. Register to vote. You can go to your website. You can register to vote. And make your vote count. Don't throw it away. Don't be the guy who writes in someone else. Vote for someone. It doesn't matter about parties. You're voting for America. You're voting for the Constitution. Like I say, sit down and read the Constitution and go, who's the best person who cares about this Constitution, who cares about the rule of law, who upholds everything with truth, honesty, and um, everything the Constitution talks about and stands for? And vote for that person. Um, hopefully you'll be objective in what that is and what that means. And not be blind to a cult or some sort of um, thing that you believe, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, guys, uh, register to vote. Make sure that you show up to vote. This is one of the most consequential elections in our um, nation's history. And it is fragile as it can ever be. And it's going to get very much worse in the next two to three months until the election. It's going to get very ugly and very bad. And Donald Trump will do everything, everything in his power to destroy America so that he can win. And that means he'll turn all of us against each other and everything else. And it'll be far worse than anything he's done the thing. Hopefully we can keep the polls going the way they're going and show him that he is being largely rejected we can get the GOP to turn on them because they'll eventually turn on them. They're already starting to crack. Once they see that they're uh, going to lose power and go down with him, then they will most likely turn on him and uh, let him go. Maybe he'll step down by the convention. Maybe he won't. We'll see. But uh, the most important thing is to speak out, educate, do your part. This is what it really becomes. And if you don't believe me, sit down and go and study. Uh, I don't know. You can Google the fall of democracies in America. Go study how Turkey fell, how Venezuela fell. Go study how those countries fell. It took Sometimes it took 20 years for them to really go down uh, like they did. And it was the death of a thousand cuts, small cuts of uneducated idiots who didn't learn and who thought they knew everything, thought they controlled the country, and people believed that they did. They voted them in and kept voting them in until the the votes really didn't matter anymore. They just thought they were they were voting them in, um, and then they realized they were living in Russia or Venezuela or Chile 
Um, so anyway, uh, take and do that. Uh, you can even see the same thing. I mean, Iran used to be a, a thriving country until, um, the, um, until the fall of Iran. So, uh, go study those things and prove me wrong. Go study them, go see how they fell, how democracies fell and, uh, everything else. Anyway, uh, check out the movie. It's a great, beautiful movie. It's empowering. Uh, it's gripping. Uh, it's worth an hour and, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes of your time, however long it is. And I encourage you to share it with other people. I wish I was rich. I'd buy it for all my friends and pass it around and get as many people to watch as I possibly can. It's hard to stop hate. It's hard to stop prejudice. I don't know how we're going to stop that in the long run, other than educating people, other than getting rid of, um, through age and COVID-19 is going to take care of a lot of people, sadly. Um, but maybe we just have to get several generations beyond the 1950s and the people that were raised in that era. Um, but somehow right has to matter in this country again, and we have to make it matter because if we don't, it won't. And if it doesn't, then we will fall. And someday we'll look back on the great dustbin of history and we'll be in the pile much like you saw in what was it? The planet, the, apes it always reminds me of that final scene where you see liberty has fallen anyway guys go watch the movie check it out i recommend it read educate give a shit everything's on the line the government the economy your health i don't know is there anything left your families your families can die i mean jesus christ man this it's all on the line anyway guys be well wear your mask And I'll see you next time.